Hey all, it's Paul from Drums and Rums with the Backbeats Beats of Spirit. This episode is sponsored by Club Tiki. Visit them at clubtikico.com to order rum-based cocktails in a can. Use promo code Drums and Rums to receive a discount and free shipping when you order two four-packs or more. They can the tropics so you don't have to. Want to learn more about rum or expand your rum knowledge? Then become a rum liaison. The Royal Rum Society has rum liaison certification programs for all levels from enthusiasts who wants to learn more about rum all the way to master rum liaison certification. The highest degree of rum knowledge, discernment, and elucidation. Visit rumlier.com. That's R-U-M-M-E-L-I-E-R.com. Use promo code DRUMS2022 and receive 15% discount off your enrollment. Hey, all it's Paul from Drums and Rums of the Backbeats Meets Spirits. Thank you for checking out this podcast episode. If you like what we're doing here, don't forget to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our YouTube channel for our video content. So this episode is 115, and this is the Ringo All-Star Review. Review. <laughs> so if you caught the previous episode, Podcast 114, where I was preparing for this concert by diving into the story of Ringo Starr, um, but this episode, as I mentioned, it's a recap and review of the performance of Ringo Starr and his all-star band. So here's just a little bit of story. If you don't, not familiar with who Ringo Starr is, um, and, or his all-star band or what this is, uh, what this is all about. So Ringo Starr, as, as you should know, or might not, if you don't, um, is one of the Fab Fours. He is the drummer for the Beatles, probably the most, I would argue, it's one of those memes on social media about, you know, debate debate me, you know, I think Ringo Starr is probably the most famous drummer ever, right? Um, now, if you're a drummer, if you are the drummers, I know you may disagree with me on that, you know, you may say Neil or Bonham or, you know, uh, you know, tons of other drummers as well, too. Buddy Rich, you know, etc. But again, think of it from a perspective of non-drummers, right? Think of the people, you know, that don't play an instrument, don't drum, or just a fan of music or pop, you know, because they were huge pop, right? Uh, pop culture in the 60s and, and, and forever. But anyway, so so what, what, is, what is this all about? So Ringo Starr and his all-star band is a live rock supergroup. Founded in 1989, and they have shifting personnel, but it's led by the former Beatles drummer and vocalist Ringo Starr. Since 1989, Ringo has toured with 14 variations of the band, where everyone on stage is a star in their own right, as he as he calls it, right? Because because you're going to find out more a little bit of what this band is made of. So the band is consistent consistently toured for over the last three decades and rotates its lineup depending on availability of musicians and at Ringo's discretion. The all-star band generally features 10 to 12 songs sung by Ringo, including those he has performed in his solo career and with the Beatles, right? So it's also mixed with some of uh, Ringo's songs that has performed by the all-star bands, usually two to three songs per person, in the, the all-star band and generally it's the biggest hits from their respective groups, right? So you're going to, you hear some of these songs in these bands that they're all performing. 
So the All-Star Band does not compose any original music, but there was a number of live albums featuring the group have been released. And the sole exception is the track Island in the Sun off of Star's 19, 2015 album, Postcards from Paradise, which was co-written and performed by Ringo and every member of that year's All-Star Band. Okay, so they've been doing this for since the late 80s, right? So, like a lot of concerts over the last uh, two years, you know, since 2020, beginning of 2020, a lot of concerts and shows have been canceled because of the pandemic. So, um, we were just as, as much as everyone else, right? So, bought tickets in 2020. Show was supposed to be June of 2020. Well, you would know what happens. And then it was supposed to didn't happen in 2021. We were still kind of in that in-between phase. And then here we go, June of 2022. And we were going to see them ready to go. And it was actually on our anniversary. And a couple of the band members got COVID. So just it's just a gift that keeps on giving, I guess. But anyway, so it was rescheduled to this month, September, just a couple of days ago from when I'm taping this episode. And uh, it, it was this location where the show was at is at the Hard Rock Live. And the Hard Rock Live is a 7,000 person capacity venue and it's attached to the hard rock hotel and casino and uh where the hard rock live was at it uh 14 years after the casino was open here in hollywood not that hollywood that you're thinking of but the Holly there is a hollywood florida also so this is where the casino is located and uh so it's also known as the guitar hotel so the guitar hotel was designed to resemble back-to-back guitars complete with guitar faces and brightly lit strings. And this engineering masterpiece reaches 450 feet into the sky and it's outfitted with floor-to-ceiling glass panes. So, and there's also a light show that goes with it, right? Because So whenever I'm driving up and down, you know, either the highway, when I'm down in the uh, south, more south where I'm located is, you know, towards Miami, Fort Lauderdale. And uh, there's always the light show going on. There's always, it's, it's really cool, especially like I'm sure if you're flying in at nighttime into one of the airports in the area, you see that light show. It's, it's kind of a pretty cool thing. So I'm always amazed by it anyway. It, there's, that doesn't take much to amaze me. But anyway, so the Qatar Hotel light show. So this show is a daily spectacular featuring a, a series of orchestrated outdoor music, light shows. You know, probably it's very comparable to what you'd see in Las Vegas, right? All the light shows that they do and all the, the hooplas and so forth. And the lights are programmed to change color, intensity, and choreograph to different songs. And, you know, then there's two high-powered beams that accentuate the production of projection of at least 20,000 feet into the air. So this is why the aliens are going to come, because they're going to come to the Hard Rock. So good marketing on, you know, behalf of the Hard Rock Casino, trying to have the aliens come to them and gamble and, you know, get some alien credit money. I don't know. Anyway, I'm getting way off the topic here. Uh, but anyway, so that was that's the uh, that's the hotel here uh, that's in South Florida that where the venue is at, and I guess and I'm, as I mentioned, it's in Hollywood, Florida, and uh, this has become a real prime venue uh, for top acts when they're touring throughout South Florida, uh, where the Dolphin Stadium, that's where the Miami Dolphins play the football team, uh, it's a little maybe a little too large of a venue, or there's also two uh, arenas here in South Florida. And they have a little bit larger venue setting of, you know, maybe 20,000. So this is a little bit more intimate setting where, you know, you don't want too big, too big of a setting or, 
whatever the case may be. But, you know, from what everything I've been told before going to the show the other night, everyone said it was, there's nuts, not a bad seat in the house. Everything is, sounds great. And, you know, and exactly all the reviews and all the feedback I was given is, was totally spot on. You know, acoustically, you know, there's, it's, it's acoustically pure with unobstructed sight lines. And the venue is, it's a standout option for entertainers who come, again, who come down to the South Florida area. So, so yeah, a little bit about the venue. I wanted to talk about that because it was really neat. That was the first time I actually seen a show there, as I mentioned. And, you know, so it was really, really cool to see him there uh, in a very small venue that wasn't too big. Like I saw Paul McCartney five years ago in the uh, Miami arena. Um, but anyway, so enough of that. So that that's the venue. And then just kind of a little bit, kind of kind of give you a little backstory on, you know, obviously who is the all-star band. Right. So the all-star band obviously is, you know, it's led by Ringo, right? And, you know, and I'm just going to run through the, the entire band here. What instrument they play, what band they were in, and also their age. Because, you know, I, I'm not knocking it in an age thing here, but I'm just actually really impressed, right? You know, how, heck, I'm in my late 40s and I already feel like I'm like old and out of shape. And these guys are doing it, you know, night every night. So anyway, Ringo. So Ringo stars the, you know, leads up. That's his, This is his band. So Ringo, obviously, as I mentioned, is drums and vocals. And his band, what he's known for is the Beatles. And he is the oldest in the band at 82. I, I wish I hope to have that kind of energy and uh, drive even at that age, right? Hell, even at 50. I'll take that. And then also in the band is Colin Hay. He is 69. And if you may know the name, he was the one of the main singers, lead singers of the Australian band, Yarni 80s, Men at Work. And he plays guitar, harmonica, and he also does vocals. And we'll talk more about some of these uh, details of these guys. Also, Edgar Winter. So, Edgar Winter, you probably have heard the songs, you know, Edgar Winter Group, uh, Edgar's plus keyboards. He's like a multi-instrumentalist. Keyboards, saxophone, percussion, vocals, he does it all. Uh, so, And he's, he's 75. There's another gentleman by the name of Hamish Stewart. You may not know him, but you may have probably heard the songs that it, from the band he was with was Average White Band. And he plays bass and guitar and vocals as well. And he's, like I said, 72. And then you have a lead guitar is the lead guitarist from the band Toto, Steve Lukather, and he's 64. So he plays guitar and bass. And then on drums, I guess there's also a drummer also with this band as well. And you'll learn, you'll understand why I, I kind of say it that way here in a minute. So Greg Bissonette, 63, he's doing drums, percussion, back and vocals. I guess there, he also, I didn't catch it, but he plays the trumpet. And also, but he was mostly known for uh, performing with David Lee Roth uh, back in the 80s when David Lee Roth left Van Halen. He was the drummer for uh, that stint of David Lee Roth's career back in the mid-80s to early 90s. And then last is is Warren Ham. Warren is sixty five, and he plays saxophone, percussion, keyboards, harmonica, vocals, and it just you know they, this guy. And you're going to hear how he he was, you know, I'll, I'll t- tell you now, he's he was the MVP of the performance, and he performed and played with 
numerous bands such as also Toto in Kansas. So, so a little bit about the band first to kind of give you a little backstory on who these guys are, right? So, you know, going to this show that the other night, this is a it was it was a very mixed crowd of age, right, or generational. Mostly was a lot of baby boomers. You know, there was a good bit of my, like myself, Gen Xers, and there was even some you know younger than me. I don't know if they're Ys or Zs or whatnot, but it was definitely a good cross selection. Um, obviously, a lot of the boomers. You know, I saw a lot of people dressed up and you know the yellow submarine outfits uh, uh, from that time period. And you know, but again, it was a good mix of you know, different people, right? It was just definitely a good feel, good feel music kind of a type here. So even with their combined age of over 490 years, I know that kind of sounds a little crazy, but obviously there's seven guys in the band. So, uh, but their average age is 70, right? So, and these guys have a, a spanning from 40 to 60 years of performing, right? Obviously Ringo's up there with the, the, the biggest number there of ages is 60 years, right? He's been performing. That's just, that is just amazing, right? And, you know, you can tell these guys as Ringo states, they are very accomplished artists in their own right. So, you know, th- like I said, when I go to start describing the set list and some of the, how the show was, you're going to, you know, understand you know how, why, why he says that and why I agree with what he's saying about their own, you know, accomplishments. So, this set list. There was, this was about a, this was about a, a two-hour show. So, I started a little bit after, about 8.15, and ended almost about 8.20, 8.30-ish. So, that's a good solid two-hour show, right? You know, um, and then, like I said, I know I'm not in shape to do, uh, heck, I'm not even in shape to do this podcast, I don't think. Uh, but yeah, 24 songs uh, in two hours. So, and again, you're, we're going to go through this whole list of the different, the, the genre, the types, who sung what, who did what, and so forth. So, right out of the gate, there was no opener, right? So, it was just, here it is, the band, 8 p.m., the start time, fashionably late, 8.15. And uh, right out of the gate, Ringo opened up the show singing a Carl Perkins song, Matchbox. And then his own song, It Don't Come Easy. And then also, last, was the Beatles song, What Goes On. So right out of the gate, Ringo comes out there singing lead on three songs. Next, he turns it over to songs to the band. So each member of the band gets their turn to sing one of their songs. Which is again, this is cool. It isn't just a Ringo show. It's Ringo and All Star, as I said, All Star Band. So next was uh, Edgar Winter. Yeah, so he moved out from the keyboards and took the lead on the song "Free Ride." Again, probably it was a huge classic song. If you listen to classic rock station music, you've probably heard this song, right? And then Ringo had jumped behind the drum kit and joined Greg on drums. So now Ringo's drumming. He kind of took a back seat, or literally, and went up on his own drum kit. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that there's two drum kits on the stage. Ringo's was center, and Greg Bissnitz's drum kit was off, just off to the side of Ringo's, of course, right? You know, I don't think anyone's, you know, going to object to needing to be sitting up front, right? So I know 
Greg Bissonnette was definitely not a, you know, knows, I hate to say he knows his place, but I think you know what I mean. You know, he understands what role he's playing. That might be a better way to say it. But anyway, so Ringo jumped up on the drums. Edgar sung his his song, Free Ride. So up next was Steve Lukather's turn, and he did an extended version of the song Rosanna by Toto. So I'm again, these are songs that are huge that most people should, you know, probably have heard of. Ringo was now behind the drums. He's playing with uh, Greg. If you, as for drummers, right, for the rest of drummers that know who the original drummer for this song was, was the great late Jeff Picaro. Just listening to that groove is awesome. And uh, so, while, so while they were performing, of course, I would be the one to notice, right, is, and I'm not knocking them for it because we all do it, one of Greg's sticks went flying and it was a nice, and he added a nice, really nice recover, right? Again, he's a professional. Come on now. And it's funny is Ringo also noticed it too. And he looked up and they looks like they had a good laugh and a smile about it. We all, we've all been there for us drummers, stick drop, stick flying, whatever the case may be. So the next song was led by Hamish Stewart. And again, as I mentioned, you may not know the name. Uh, I know I wasn't as familiar, but I know who the average white band is. And I have heard the song pick up the pieces, so it, but I've never actually heard the name of the guy. So I've learned a lot also in doing the research for this show and this particular podcast about some of the members of the band. So what was cool was he switched over to guitar, Steve Luke at the first switched to bass, and Edgar Winter and Stuart Ham filled on, on the saxes, right? Because there's a lot of sax and horns and, you know, brass, I guess, in that song. So, which was kind of cool, they started switching up instruments now, right? So after that song was, everybody went back to their main instrument, and then Stuart Ham did the flute part for the Men at Work song, Down Under, which was sung by Colin Hayes, right? So again, this is another song, was huge for the next, you know, performer here, which is Colin, and it was performed by Men at Work. Now, Ringo now comes back out, and, and then he was singing and playing the drums to the song Boys, which was a cover uh, of the Shirelles song, saying his song, I'm the Greatest, which was written for him by John Lennon, and then closing out the first half of the set with Yellow Submarine. So at this time, Ringo left the stage for a break, maybe. I, I, I would assume, you know, again, I know he's 82, maybe he took a little break, or maybe he was given the stage to the All-Star Band to perform. Because the next two songs was another average white band cover, Cut the Cake, and which was Hamish led the vocals, and then Edgar and Stewart again was on saxes. I was uh, in confession. I looked up the set list in advance so I can create a playlist for the week, you know, the week leading up. So when I saw Frankenstein by Edgar Winter, you know, at, at that port, this portion of the set, I knew that there would be some type of extended version of a drum solo. Because again, if you know the song Frankenstein, you know, there's a big drum parts, which of course I was right. But before that, Edgar was trading drum parts with, with Greg. And then if you know the song, you know what I mean, right? That certain part where there, there's some type of drum trading off and going, of course, like a mini drum solo. So Greg got his opportunity. He, he got it. He did his, he got a great, so he did an awesome solo, right? And then he, what was cool was he was also playing a handful of drum licks like wipe out you know, the you know the drum licks parts, the wipe out, walk this way, hot for teacher, my Sharona. So 
it was cool. You know, again, he gave a little bit something to the crowd. You know, they knew they 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 were familiar with those drum licks, and uh, it was kind of cool. Um, so once they wrapped that song up, they brought that one to a close. Ringo came back out. He got uh, back out to sing and drum on his song Octopus's Garden, and then back off Boogaloo. So there was two songs there. And then Colin was back up with another Men at Work song, Overkill. And uh, now everybody was waiting for this Toto song. So again, if you're listening, you're probably like, yeah, I know, Paul. I know which one you're talking about because it is like all over the place, right? It's probably their biggest song. And uh, and then that song was Africa. And Steve sung the song. And Stuart Ham was, dude, this dude, guy, Stuart Ham, look him up. Uh, he is one of those guys who's, performing with everybody and you know other musicians other things this guy is like is a go-to he's like the utility guy right so stewart was was covering on this song alone the congas flute and back and vocals and all at the same time in this one song he'd switch it up he was playing flute then he'd go to the congas doing back and vocals he was doing it all right and of course this one also got extended too so of course it would no nobody minded that it, the after song Africa was a little extended. So Hamas Stewart came back up and did the cover of the Isley Brothers song, Work to Do. And then next was Ringo sang and drum, the Beatles cover, I Want to Be Your Man. So that was like the way back Beatles. And then Edgar Winter came back up. And he was singing Chuck Berry's uh, song, Johnny Be Good. Right? Another one, I think everyone knows that song. And then Colin Hay performed his final Men at Work song, Who Can It Be Now? And then another huge Toto hit, Hold the Line, uh, sung by Steve Lukather. It was great because, you know, that opening opening part of that song was the key, you know, the keyboards or keys like. But so, again, I think you know what I'm talking about when that opening part and that song starts up, which everyone went crazy for. Now, closing up the show, Ringo moved back to the front and sang one of his songs, Photograph, and a Johnny Russell cover, Act Naturally. Again, some of these songs I weren't, what to be honest, wasn't too familiar with, but it, again, there's so many songs you can listen to. So, and then the big finale, you should have guessed, you guessed it, is one of the biggest songs that Ringo sings, and it's with a little help from my friends. And then they, there was on the tie end of it, there was "Give Peace a Chance," you know, by the Plastic Ono Band, you know, with a chorus at the end. So Ringo had left the stage for that portion and didn't join the band for the final bow. Now I assume. It's to let the band have the spotlight, right? Um, and to be honest, they deserve it. So, which is, again, I'm not sure. I would assume that's what it was for, why he didn't join them under the final bow and kind of let them have the stage. And, you know, again, they did a lot of, they, the band should get, their, you know, a lot of good credit as well, too. And uh, so, like I said, the sound for that location, you know, very impressed with the Hard Rock Live. You know, the sound, the quality was amazing. The acoustics, everything. And, uh, and like I said, we were told by many that there's not a bad seat in the house at this location. So definitely, definitely, definitely recommend seeing a show uh, at the Hard Rock Live if you, if you, you know, if you got somebody coming by. So now about Ringo, right? So now I can check off my list that I've seen two of the surviving members of the Beatles. Now, being they were sep- both separately seeing both of them. I saw Paul McCartney five years ago in Miami. You know, so what can I say about Ringo? For someone his age, maybe I'm amazed. Hopefully you guys get the, the pun there. 
but maybe I'm amazed that actually to see for myself the members of the Beatles, right? Arguably the most influential band in the history. The Beatles are typically associated with baby boomers, but they transcend generations, as I was talking before. Look at your favorite band, and you know, musician or band, and you, you may not realize it, but somewhere there's Beatles musical DNA is tied to that musician or band. It's kind of a little bit like what Kelly Ray Tubbs and I had talked about in that podcast episode 54. We were talking about musical lineage and how this drummer was influenced by this drummer and this drummer, you know, so on and so forth. And the same thing happens with the Beatles. If anyone says that a particular artist is not, I, I, I would seriously challenge them that they're incorrect. The Beatles are up there. I know there's a lot of debate you know, recently with the Elvis movie that came out. Um, Elvis or the Beatles. Or, but Elvis is up there, too, with being very influential. Um, but now, now, look, Ringo. Now, he didn't do a lot of running around the stage. I mean, he's 82. You know, but he did seem very spry. Now, he did play the drums for a good portion. Now, um, Greg was playing lead on the drums. You know, he played all the, all the fills and all the parts. But Ringo was up there playing and performing, and he kept, kept in time. It was great watching both of them, you know, playing on time and, and, and so forth, you know. Now, the one thing I would say is maybe because Edgar also, I noticed, you know, Edgar sitting behind keyboards and pianos probably most of his career. You know, Ringo sitting behind drums most of his career. Those guys don't get a chance to, they're not out front as much. So I would not actually give them a whole high rating of being a typical front man. They are definitely no uh, Mick Jagger kind of moves or anything like that. Um, but, you know, then again, who is really? But yeah, I would say they kind of kept their place and, you know, it's not that they didn't have rhythm. It just was, uh, I don't, I don't know. You know, they got the good singing, but <laughs> they had a little uh, lacking in the, uh, the front man, uh, kind of, uh, swagger or whatever you want to call it. So, um, so like I said, it was cool seeing Ringo switch it up from singing to playing, to playing and singing, you know, and again, playing behind his signature Ludwig kit alongside Greg Bissonnette which is, I'm sure it's got to be amazing to, to think, right, is these musicians, again, like I said, they all grew up listening to the Beatles, and then they'd be like, holy shit, I'm in a band with a Beatle, you know, and uh, which has got to be cool. That's how I would, I, once you get over the fanboying or fangirling part of, uh, you know, being in the same band as, you know, one of the Beatles, you know, that's got to be kind of cool. So, all right, so the, so the ex- wrapping up this experience here, so again, like I said, this was supposed to be for our anniversary back in June, and it was a nice date night for my wife and I. And, you know, we we stayed overnight down in the area. We didn't stay at the Hard Rock as we would have loved to, but it was a little bit pricey for us with the room starting at like four hundred dollars a night. Now we were looking forward to this show since twenty twenty, like like I mentioned, most other people, but due to COVID, so it was really nice to finally get out there. You know, and it also was a nice nice day. A little little. Outing, I guess if you call it, you know, early in the day, we caught up with Nia from my rum diaries. We did some lunch and of course we did rum cocktails. It was good kind of getting out there and do a little, uh, pre-gaming, pre-show stuff. And, uh, but you know, when we got to the casino, the casino was crazy busy. Now, maybe I don't go to casinos often anymore or, or really often. And I just maybe just didn't see it. It was a Saturday night, of course, in basically Fort Lauderdale, South Florida. 
and it was crazy, crazy, crazy. And uh, of course, there was a show that night too. You know, now this this our casinos here in Florida don't offer table games like craps and roulette, and uh, and most of the slots are super complex because they're like all these progressive, you know, things and options and so forth. So we didn't really gamble that a whole lot, which I guess is a good thing. But I guess I gotta need need to get on a cruise ship soon, you know, if I want to do a little bit of gambling on a little bit of roulette. Um, our seats were upper balcony off center. So even though they were up there that high, they were great seats for the price of 45 bucks before taxes and fees. Now you go to a concert, it's great to be close. It's great to be up front, but really you're going to a concert, you know, for the music, the sound, right? You need to be, you know, Hey, if you got the money, more power to you. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Would have loved to also sit up really close or down on the floor to see, you know, it'd be a little closer. But you know what? Still had a great time. So, you know, as I said, when you hear Ringo Starr and his all-star band, that's exactly it. It's Ringo Starr and these also awesome musicians that are performing with him. And again, you need to set expectations here. Because this is not a Beatles tribute band. It's Ringo and his friends jamming out to their songs. Now... As we said, these guys have been with the All-Star Band on and off over the years. So, again, they switch in and out. Uh, so, obviously, as I mentioned, the awe of being with the Beatles must have been cool for the first time they met Ringo. And I think, as I mentioned before, the musical DNA, right? Colin, Greg, Hamish, Steve, Stewart, and Edgar were all influenced by the Beatles. I can only imagine a pinch-me-I'm-dreaming Ringo is playing one of my songs, right? That'd be kind of a cool thing. I wrote this song, and now a Beatles playing with me on this song, right? Live, which is, again, pretty cool. And definitely, as I mentioned, the MVP has got to go to multi-instrumentalist Warren Ham. He just didn't play multiple instruments from song to song. Sometimes he played multiple instruments during the same song, as I mentioned. He's playing percussion, singing backing vocals, playing sax, flute, keys. He did it all, right? So where, where do we end up with all this here? You know, what did I think about the overall overall evening, the overall show? And I do think, because I've talked a lot about seeing Paul McCartney and that performance was also, I think, tied into that evening, that weekend when I was down in Miami seeing him. And I think there's a lot that goes into that, that ex- emphasizes a certain... Uh, certain events that you may be involved with if there's other things going on that are going good i think it just only you know uh amplifies that so that's kind of a little bit of the same boat too right i think we had a good time we had fun a little you know out of town night for my wife and i you know so i'd give it i would give a rating of four and a half out of five ringo stars uh for the performance again go into it i had never seen these guys perform before so maybe that was something where, you know, if I had seen them maybe back in their heyday, and I talked a little bit about that uh, with uh, Tina and Erica on their podcast episode when they were going to go see the uh, Motley Crue Def Leppard Stadium Tour, you know, and what the prices were for the uh, the show, and is it worth paying that money to see guys that may not be in their prime anymore? And yeah, you can argue that, that this, these guys aren't in their prime anymore either. I, and that's fair. That's a fair, uh, you know, statement. You know, so, I, you know, it could be a little bit different. 
But anyway, that was that was like I said, I had a good time. My wife had a good time. Everyone that I was sitting around had a great time. We understood. We loved the songs. We loved the different selections. We loved seeing these guys switch it up. It seemed like they were having fun. Two hour solid straight, just jamming out. And uh, so I definitely, you know, definitely would go see them again. You know, um, maybe they change up the set list, maybe. But I think they do. Obviously, as I mentioned, when you got different guys coming in, uh, they're going to play different songs to it. So. Um, so yeah, four and a half out of five stars. I'd rate this performance. So, so hopefully you enjoy this episode of the podcast here, uh, about my review and my recap of the Ringo star show, Ringo star and all-star band show here at Hollywood, Florida in, uh, hard rock live. So don't forget to rate and review the podcast on Apple and leave us a rating on Spotify. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also subscribe to our podcast network, network partner, Jams and Cocktails, and follow their socials as well. These reviews and ratings and subscribing do actually make a difference for the podcasts, which is what advertisers look at. It's like how many people are subscribing? What is their rating? What are the reviews? That does make a difference. So if you're listening to us, please go ahead and give us a rating, whether it's on Spotify or on Apple. Just give us a rating and a review. I really, truly appreciate it. It helps us subscribe there over to the YouTube channel to watch our video content we have. And, and lastly, I thank you for listening to this episode. Peace and love. And this is Paul with the Backbeats Meets Spirits. Cheers, y'all. If you like what we're doing here at Drums and Rums, we have a Patreon link to help with setting up interviews and creating content that you find entertaining and interesting. Also, if you'd like to sponsor, advertise on the podcast, or if you want to come on as a guest to promote something related to the show, email me at info at drumsandrums.com. Lastly, I want to thank Brad Brock Toon titled Once Upon a Bottle of Rum and check out his podcast, Jams and Cocktails. Thanks again for listening where the backbeats meet the spirits.